Howdy, everybody. Welcome back and happy SKUs Day to you. Today's October 19th, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Uh, good to be here. Uh, big day, baby. The NBA's back. Colin Powell died. Lots of stuff happening. Uh, yeah. Did you see Fox, because Powell was vaccinated, did you see Fox News trying to say that because he died of COVID-19 means the vaccines don't work? And Dude, completely as soon as I, so the first thing I saw was the New York Times tweet about it. And the New York mm-hmm. Times, the way it was worded, it said he was 84. I don't even think it said he was 84. It just said he was fully vaccinated. And without reading anything else about it immediately, I read that and I went, I know what's about to happen here. Like, they're going to take that ball and run with it, even though I yeah. know he's old as hell. And I bet there was some other shit going on too. And of course, after that, it got clarified by a whole bunch of people that he had a blood cancer that compromises your immune system greatly and whatever. But as soon as I saw it, I knew how that was about to go. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw a, uh, uh, interview with this woman who they're talking about like who vaccines don't work for. And this woman, uh, she had an organ transplant. She takes some, you know, like immunosuppressant drugs to keep from rejecting the organ. She's, she's part of a study to see if the vaccine would work for her. She sent in blood samples and found out, nope, you, you took the vaccine, but you didn't get any antibodies from it because the drug wiped out the antibodies. So a bunch of people fall into that category and Powell's unfortunately for him, one of those. Um, and it, it was just like so much fucking lying, man. It's like, just like vaccines don't make you immortal. They just help. Right. <laughs> they just help most people. It's like, and you can't like, it's everything's either all or nothing. Everything's so heightened and yeah, it don't hit. Um, but also, like the other side of it was uh, just the full-on national security blob just fedding this guy who's who's a hero to them. Yeah, and it, it, it's not that he's like an awful person or one of history's great villains or anything like that. But real people's their life stories have nuance and texture and lessons you can learn if you pay attention to them. If you don't pay attention to them, you don't like you just don't you don't get any meaning out of it. You just hold people up as pure heroes, and. Um, his actual life story is really interesting. Like he clawed his way up. He was born to a poor, poor immigrants in Harlem. He uh, joined the army, worked his way up from a grunt in Vietnam. Of course, like when he made the officer corps, his career went in overdrive because he helped cover up the My Lai massacre. That's bad. But then he gets the correct, the correct lesson away from Vietnam, which is Vietnam sucks and we shouldn't do that shit again. Right. So it makes that his life's mission to keep America out of unnecessary wars. Right. Um, <laughs> Until, and then what happened? <laughs> until yeah, and then what happened? He got he got steamrolled by the same same fucking blob he spent his whole life fighting against, in the form of uh, Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld, and they turned him into a liar. They actually there was a famous anecdote where Dick Cheney browbeat him in the Oval Office, was telling him that he could afford to lie to the United Nations because he had the highest poll ratings of any of them, and that's how they got him. Like so, he's like, well, I won't tell these lies, but these seem close enough to truth that I'll tell these. And of course, yeah, uh, yeah. Like you said, yeah, you know, real lives and, and it like his story has nuance to it, which is why yeah. when you look for nuance, you should really turn to former President Donald Trump to see <laughs> to see how he responds to a thing. Uh, yeah, you want to read, read the statement? His sta- I'll, 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 I'll do it, I guess. So right. Trump Trump released a statement on the death of Colin Powell, said, wonderful to see Colin Powell who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic (laughs) rhino, if even that, always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. You know what? When he says, I hope that happens to me someday, I too hope you die someday, Donald Trump. So we're on the same, for once we're in 100% agreement. 
yeah. I mean, like, the, <laughs> Trump has this wonderful gift. Wonderful is a bad way to put it. But, like, he, he can say true stuff and lies at the same time. Like, yeah. He, he wasn't against the Iraq war, but he ran against the Iraq war saying it was a bad idea. That's how he was able to cook Jeb Bush in the in primary. But also he's both for and against the Iraq war at the same time. I can't even figure out what he, he doesn't believe anything, but that's just the gift, the beauty of being one of those guys, I guess. Yeah. All um, right. Well, with us as always is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. Uh, fir- first, I want to remind you real quick, if you're vaccinated and want to see me live, you can go to wellregcomedy.com for tickets. We'll be at one of our favorite clubs in the country, the D.C. Improv, in our nation's capital this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Hope to see you there. Now, for the show tonight, it's the rise of the proletariat. That's right. You can take these jobs and shove them, American workers nationwide, or take it to the picket lines to demand the respect and compensation they have long deserved. Yes, turns out... Uh, Constantly reminding your employees of how essential and heroic they are doesn't actually amount to very much when it comes to paying the goddamn bills. Also, on tonight's episode, we will be joined once again by everybody's favorite Georgia correspondent, Corey Ryan Forrester. That's right. His glorious return is upon us. But first, as always, we begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's dumbass, any of those Arizona Ninja Turtles we talked about last week who are foolhardy enough to challenge the state attorney general to a fight because, make no mistake, Mark Burnovich stands prepared. Clip. It's Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich. We've gotten a lot of calls, a lot of emails, but there's one thing people definitely want to see. They want to see more Chucks. So people, you want more Chucks? You got more Chucks. Take that crime. So what? (laughs) There's no context for that. Like, like there's no, he just tweeted a video of himself playing with nunchucks. Nunchucks. And I'm assuming he's bullshitting, but I want desperately to believe that his office was getting a bunch of calls and emails for him to please post. Please show us more Chucks. (laughs) Attorney general. (laughs) Gotta give the people what they want, man. Yeah. I also uh, assumed there was like, like, you know, that, that, um, hang in there cat poster. I always yeah. like to Im- imagine that there's like a pile of cats underneath that cat where the photographer took him like 30 tries to get it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I imagine that like, there's like 40 outtakes where he hit himself in the nuts. Dude, we you know, there are, as soon as, as soon as I clicked this and started playing it, I, in my head, I was like, Oh, please hit yourself in the nuts or something. But then I was like, Oh, he posted it. He wouldn't have posted the one where he hit himself in the nuts, but you know, it's out there. Release the nut look, cut. That's what I want to say. He, I, I, in there is a good idea though. He's of course Arizona's lead law enforcement uh, figure, and I was thinking, what if we replace the cops' guns with nunchucks? One, cooler, right? Way <laughs> cooler. Yeah. Two, a lot harder to kill somebody by accident or when you're just mad. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm for, for that. <laughs> yes. Mark Burnovich, true trailblazer uh, with nunchucks. <laughs> All right, next, our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass. Anybody who thinks that they can relax on a plane in this godforsaken country without some batshit crazy stuff going on. That's right. Let's uh, let's see this clip here. <laughs> Me. 
<laughs> I uh, is is she single? Do we know? Uh, <laughs> uh, I would imagine lady, so, uh, but hard to say. Bought, she bought a headset mic to go crazy. Right. Like she planned ahead. To I go know. Crazy. That's what I was gonna say. It's like this isn't like an episode. She she might be in a prolonged weeks long episode or perpetual lifelong episode. But yeah, this isn't like a, a an isolated episode she's having because, like you said, there's premeditation here. She planned yeah. this out and like to what end? Do you know what I mean? Like. Was it so this would happen? She knew somebody yeah. would tape it and she'd end up on the internet because well, why is your chosen demographic the other people on this plane with you? You just have to get your message out there. Who doesn't know not to lose your shit on an airplane in, in you know, 2021 America? Although I guess, you know, clearly some poor decision making well, going on here. <laughs> I will say that she, the reason she chose the airplane is because nobody can walk off the airplane at 35,000 feet. <laughs> yeah, and I right. bet... Nowhere else in her life will anyone sit and listen to her talk. Uh, That's so, true. But this reminds me, you and I both uh, come out of the, the comedy world, Trey. And I remember this. This this will you'll, you'll, this will hit for you. There's a guy, uh, uh, the town I started comedy in, who uh, another comedian stole his uh, some material from him, and so he wrote a movie about this incident and funded it himself. And my other buddy had a take on it. There was like he got so mad about this, he rented a boom mic. <laughs> he wrote and shot a whole movie about somebody stealing a joke from him yes yes God damn how'd it go over uh, movie <laughs> wasn't bad it was, pretty, it was it was pretty good it was yeah. in blockbuster for a while saw it oh okay uh, all right but oh, uh shit. it was just it was a really funny way to put it and this lady wanted to go crazy so bad she invested in a tony robbins headset mic and that really hits for me and the crux of her argument is that the pandemic started because we all lost faith because we pay more attention to our phone than god and i have to say that holds up it makes sense to me sure i'm just there saying were no, that's a there good were no way to get your ass duct tape to a seat that's <laughs> there's a stat came out like it Weird, weird, crazy incidents on planes are up. There's been like four thousand so far this year. People have yeah. to be like restrained, restrained, or kicked off planes, and uh, we're all going crazy, and we're doing it in the air. Dude, uh, I've, I tra travel all the time, and then I stopped obviously for a while because of the pandemic, and now I'm traveling again. And like, <clears throat> I never saw shit go down on planes, and I've had like nothing remotely like this. But I've seen altercations, or just seen people kind of lose their shit on three separate flights I've been on already, and I haven't even been on that many yet. You know, like it's anecdotally, it's definitely a thing. And I don't know if it's just people cooped up for too long and are finally back to traveling, or what the hell's going on. Everybody's just getting a little fucking crazy. I don't know, but yeah. it's, it's wild. I mean, there. I'll say for the I'll, I'll, this is how far we've fallen. There were very few incidents of crazy shit happening in mass air travel during the 1918 flu epidemic, and I think that's yeah, <laughs> it's a sign of something here. Yeah, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> uh, our next honorable mention for daily dumbass is. Uh, all them fancy ass Brazilians for thinking they could just conga line their way all the way up to Connecticut and without Senator Lindsey Graham catching on. That's right. He made some notes. Let's start with the first clip, Matt. 40,000 Brazilians come through the Yuma sector alone, headed for Connecticut, wearing designer clothes and Gucci bags. This is not economic migration anymore. People see an open America. They're taking advantage of us, and it Let won't be long before a terrorist gets in this crowd. Yeah. Uh, so 
a lot, not a whole lot to unpack there, except that we shouldn't let in poor people because that's bad. But also, if they have money, we shouldn't let them in. I know that's, that's bad. That's what I was going to. So first of all, we put, you put this in our outline, our show outline, and producer Matt commented on and said, uh, "Of course, he noticed their purses, which is very funny." I give credit for that. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's the first thing I thought too. Is like the narrative was. Um, you know, they're sending rapists and murderers and drug dealers and all that shit. And now it's like they're sending soccer the homes and Instagram. Are, yeah. Yeah. Influencers <laughs> and thoughts and shit now that they're sending. So it's just like just any yeah. kind of Mexican you can imagine, Red America is yeah. on their way up here. The rich ones, the poor ones, everything in between. Ones. The yeah. Brazilian Mexican. <laughs> the Brazil. Yeah, I know. That was on purpose because they, oh, they're right. all Mexicans was, uh, to yeah. those people. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was even the ones that speak Portuguese. Uh, I was I yes. was just tagging your joke. I realized you were joking. But the uh the in case like he really does think he has something here because he, he went on another Fox show and did did this. Give that second clip, Matt. Hotel clerks for uh, you know, well off Brazilians who are scamming and playing a the game. They've got better luggage than I do. When we went through the in-processing station, these were upscale luggage, no dirt on their shoes. They fly into Cancun. They He's jealous of the luggage, man. He's so jealous of the luggage. I know. It's like Lindsey Graham being like both like astounded by and also jealous of these like well-to-do Brazilians and all of their, yeah. you know, various yeah. accessories is just uh yeah. I don't know. It's really doing it for me. <laughs> and like you, you talked about the luggage in that clip, he mentioned the shoes. He again, third time. Here's the his he is about the shoes. He's again. got proof. He's He's yeah, got proof, buddy. A friend or relative already in the United States. <laughs> this is offensive. Oh my! It is a bunch of bullshit. And <laughs> if you're if you're just listening, he, what he had was a picture snapped by Lindsey Graham of a of a, of a supposed immigrant from right. I guess fancy fancy parts of Brazil, just wearing somebody's clean, feet, yeah, with shoes on them, clean pink and, and white pumas. Uh, <laughs> I, for y'all out there, if you're not a U.S. senator, you can't go around just taking pictures of women's feet. I just want you to know that, uh, dude. He's also just like, look how clean this Brazilian shoes are. What kind of Brazilian doesn't have mud all over their shoes? You know what I mean? That's what's going on in yeah. Lindsey Graham's head. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to think of it. It doesn't even make it. If you don't think what's going on in Brazil, like that take on uh, rich Brazilians fleeing is not what's happening. They're in the middle of like descent into fascism and gang warfare. And the rich people are fine. Uh, but, I, hey, also, I just don't. I don't understand other than just straight up racism, you know, I don't understand what the point or argument is supposed to be. Even if he's talking about like, listen, there's rich, rich ones coming now. It's like, wouldn't y'all want other countries, rich people to come here with their money and everything? Like when you're framing them all as terrorists and drug dealers and rapists and shit, I understand what type of scare tactic you're trying to employ there. Mm -hmm. But other than just... <laughs> They are Brazilian. I don't understand what's supposed to be alarming about about this side of the narrative or whatever. I mean, I don't even know if you can call it racism because rich South Americans are white. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot, of, not just white. A lot of them uh, suddenly, suddenly uh, immigrated to South America in the 1940s with German last names, just for random coincidence. Yeah, but <laughs> this is a. I don't know. It's just. Uh, I don't know. It's they're, they're wild. Uh, there's no, there's, there's no, there's no immigrant they can let in other than you know, right. the white one from England or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right, 
Next honorable mention, four-year-olds for getting all caught up in the cancel culture. That's right. Let's uh, watch this clip from uh, Pirate Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> my book, Fame, Blame, and the Raft of Shame, is on cancel culture. Uh, you can see my own story sort of wrapped into it. Uh, teaches kids how, how not to engage in cancel culture, how to deal with cancel culture, uh, what it is, what it isn't also, uh, and, and the value of forgiveness. So Dan Crenshaw has written a children's book. Uh, of course, of course, he has uh, called "Fame, Blame, and the Raft of Shame." Uh, mm -hmm. Art by Andre Kiel, and the art's not bad. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, so the premise of this book is this city of animals uh, surrounded by a dome of seaweed. Uh, when someone is shamed, they kick them out of the city and they go outside the dome of seaweed. But eventually, they get too heavy, and they cause the collapse of the dome of seaweed, and the under this undersea village is wiped out. I guess is the premise of it. So, great book! Everyone should rush out and get it. Your kids will love it. <laughs> right. If you keep telling people they can't say the n word, eventually the sky will fall on you. Is essentially the th also like how I could you can see Dan Crenshaw on that cover, like, he, and he's of course like a badass leopard or cheetah or whatever that oh. is. Well, you You're can right, tell because he's got the eye patch on, so that's definitely him. Yeah. And it's clearly yeah. some kind of buff jungle cat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. You're right. That that's is a, his fursona right there. Yeah, his fursona is uh, Lion-O from Thundercats with an eye patch. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. He's got a nice yeah. suit, though. That's cool. Yeah, but now cancel culture's running amok, and there's, they remain really upset about it. They're even coming after cartoons now. Let's uh, get this last clip for Daily Dumbass, Matt. Play it. The only thing you could do is, if you are an American consumer, decide that if you're anti-American, maybe I'm going to go choose a different cartoon. <laughs> so this is because superman besides being the new one being bisexual uh superman's son actually even though they, they 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 seem to get confused about that but the uh uh so they're going to take truth truth justice in the american way they're going to start saying truth and justice and leaving the american way out of it because they want to market these comic books worldwide but like it, it it's never lost on me that like every time these people who supposedly love capitalism get caught up in some woke culture run amok thing it's just somebody trying to make more money right <laughs> Yeah. DC Comics wants to sell comic books to kids in China. So they're taking the American way out of it. So yeah. that's it. It's also, it's just funny. <laughs> He's like, you know, if you're an American man, a good red blooded American man who's upset by this, your only recourse is to watch another cartoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, listen, we've all got to have our cartoon. They're even taking our cartoons away from us. Now, and by the way, nothing wrong with watching. I watch cartoons all the yeah. time. And, it, yeah. you know, cartoons hit. It's just, it's just a comical thing to be incensed about however you look I, at it for these people no, he don't I watch fully, cartoons shit oh i fully believe brian Kilmeade watches cartoons it's probably like <laughs> which one educational ones? Like still drippy dog and stuff like that or? yeah yeah okay. he ain't the, watching the, uh, Quinn. the ones with sour sour puss and then uh the yeah. ones where they teach you how to count <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right well, let's do it, Mark. Get us into the big story of the day. The story of the of the moment in time, in fact. People are striking at levels not seen since the 40s. Yeah, I didn't know this till this week, but in, in the 1940s, uh, one in, there, were, there were periods where one in 10 Americans were on strike. 
And the parallels of that moment, of course, coming out of the Great Great Depression and uh, World War II, the economy was fucking booming, and workers realized everyone really, really needed them, so they decided to try to get their pay rates up. And that was a good idea, probably. <laughs> uh, so we, that's we built the middle class was in the 50s and 60s, right? So yeah, it worked out for everybody. But so just a, a little bit of roundup for we get to the main one. We want to talk about John Deere a lot. But so uh, we talked about the IATSE strike, which is the uh, uh, below-the-line Hollywood workers. 60,000 of them were preparing to strike, and they struck some sort of deal, but it's not clear the rank and file is happy about the deal, so they might vote it down and go back to the negotiating table and or uh, go back, uh, decide to strike after the strike was supposedly called off. So that's happening. But around the country, um, the John Deere workers we're about to talk about who were on strike joined 2,000 hospital workers striking in Buffalo, uh, 1,400 work Kel workers for Kellogg in four states, 450 steel workers in Huntington, West Virginia, 2,000 telecommunications workers in California. That's all since October 1st. Uh, 1,000 Alabama coal miners, 700 nurses in Massachusetts, 400 whiskey makers in Kentucky. Hell yeah, whiskey. Mm -hmm. 200 bus drivers in Reno, uh, and some there are recent settled strikes. 2,000 carpenters by 2,000 carpenters in Washington, 600 free, free to lay workers in Kansas, and 1,000 Nabisco workers at five plants. Tens of thousands waiting in the wings of 37 healthcare workers in Kaiser and Oregon and Florida, Oregon, Florida and Hawaii who have uh, authorized a strike or about to. There's also it was a school bus dri uh, driver strike all over the country in random little pockets. Uh, Massachusetts, in fact, had to call up the National Guard to drive school buses. That must have really hit for the kids to be driven to school by a, <laughs> a guy, yeah. an RV sergeant in fatigues. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, one thing about this, and here's the cool, cool part about it. It shows some real growth in the labor movements. Um, a lot of this is about two-tier contracts, <clears throat> which one thing capital has been doing when negotiating labor contracts is trying to establish, okay, you get these deals, right. but new workers will not be covered by these contracts. Like you get to keep your pension, but new workers will not have a pension. Right. Because the idea, it's like putting a Band-Aid on it, right? Like the, the yeah. idea is these people will go for that because it helps them and they don't have to worry about the new people. And then long-term down the line, the company gets back to where they want to be because they can fuck mm -hmm. over the future generations of workers. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's, that's basically like, we'll pay you off to fuck over future you basically yeah, is what it, right. you, your, you pay you off to fuck over your kid. If he wants to work at this company. Um, the whiskey strike is one of my favorites. Uh, I hope they don't, I hope, I mean, I hope they go out to work soon, obviously, but I don't think it's your contract. I need to like my whiskey, but, uh, <laughs> the the company's pros contract remove a cap from health insurance premium increases that will reduce hey, take home pay, cut overtime, and cut changes of work schedules. And one guy said it's going to end up making us work seven days a week with no overtime. So yeah, fuck that. Um, the the funny thing about the uh, <laughs> the whiskey strike is a union <laughs> a non union driver trying to get into the Heaven Hill plant uh, was flipping over. Uh, some striking workers and took flipping his hands off, off the wheel, flipping yeah. off some striping. Yeah, yeah, giving them the burn. Yeah, and he flipped over the truck and uh, it caught on fire and almost burned to death. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a picture of that, Matt. Do we put that up there if you have it? But yeah, this. So yeah, this guy, a replacement yeah. non-union worker, was for some reason just rubbing it in the face. I guess it was flipping off the union workers as he drove by, and then flipped the truck over. <laughs> And, uh, dude, you don't, you don't get moments like this in life very often. Like it's obviously, it's not the same thing, but pretty similar when we were in Denver doing shows, we were in this like, uh, little hip part of Denver. I don't know. And these two like dipshit teenagers came up in like a Honda, uh, 
Civic or something, and they started like cutting donuts in the middle of this four way stop with a shitload of people. There's all these little bars and stuff. There's all kinds of people on the sidewalks, and they just start doing donuts and fucking squealing tires and all this shit, just being assholes. And then they lost control and ran into a like a uh, concrete wall on the side of the road. Not bad enough they couldn't drive off, but they fucked their car up and everybody cheered. And it's just uh, it's just nice to see somebody get some shit that they deserve in real time. Yeah. And we, we got a lot more of this coming up in a little bit because there's lots of Mr. Bean shit going on around these strikes and people that are pissed off at the striking workers. Which brings us to John Deere. <coughs> um, so... 10,000 workers um, at John Deere factories have walked off the job. Uh, These are plants in Iowa, Illinois, Kansas, and Colorado, I believe. There might be a couple others um, spread out over the country. And if you want to see why, here's a video of them talking about it in their own words. We put in the hours, we make the product, and they are making billions of dollars on our back. All these people have been in there during the whole COVID pandemic, coming to work in every day, uh, you know, with the potential of exposing themselves and their families, uh, you know, to this. But they came in and worked anyway. Do I see Deere and Company, you know, kind of recognizing that and trying to reciprocate in any sort of way? No, I don't. John Deere makes six billion a year. They threw peanut shells on the floor, and I was supposed to scoop them up. Well, guess what? My dad may have carried this in 1986. We're back. We're union strong. We've got the community behind us. Hell yeah. Uh, I like that guy. like the peanut shells. Yeah. And so talking about the two-tier contracts again, um, here's here's a quote from the guy. Basically what they tried to do was give them a two-tier contract. And here's a quote from from a worker about why they wouldn't fucking take that. at John Deere, we build the best agriculture and construction equipment in the world. We're proud of what we build. We're not disparaging the product at all. It's just the company is run by business people. I don't take it personally. They have a job to do and a business to run. But don't tell me I'm in your family and they we're all part of the Deere family where you're trying to separate us. You don't feed one of your kids steak and the other one's hot dogs. We're all going to eat hamburger. That's the way families work and they don't understand that. So, yeah, that's why they want, they're, they're not going to take the two-tier contract. And, by the way, Deere is making record profits. They don't they, they can afford to pay these workers. Um now, here's the down to the funny part, talking about the, the, the whiskey truck getting flipped over. So John Deere is trying to break the strike by moving all office workers into the plant. Now, office workers aren't very happy about this. We'll get to that in a minute. It's not like they're being scabs. They're just being repurposed from their other job. And they're not unionized. And they a lot of them do support the cause. Um, but the striking workers are doing what they're supposed to do, which is try to prevent this from happening. So they, block, they, they blocked up the plant parking lot. And uh, this this uh, union worker, uh, I don't know, Matt, I don't know if you, if you have this video yet, but a guy uh, recorded himself driving the line of traffic for people that are already two hours late to work. Uh, yeah, he did roll it, Matt, if you had it. Let's see how far they go. Look at all the salary folks. They look upset. They missed the seven o'clock buzzer. Well, hell, they're probably trying to get there before the six o'clock buzzer, maybe. Yep. <laughs> that's uh, that's called that's what John Lewis called making fun trouble, right? Just uh, just gumming up the works, uh, having a little fun with them. But the thing is about keeping these people from getting to work, they might actually be fucking saving lives. Because here's what happened when they got there. Um, they. <laughs> This is extremely funny. So the seven o'clock shift started at seven o'clock. They made it all the way to eight thirty before an ambulance had to rush into the scene. Uh, 
And then day, the, the first day, a non-union salary worker crashed a tractor inside the plant. So yeah. these these are skilled jobs, man. They're, they're skilled yeah, fucking dude, jobs. Yeah, dude, you can't just put a fucking accountant on a forklift and just think that's going to work out, you know? Like, yeah. And also, and I know th this gets covered in some of the, you know, tweets and whatnot from uh, talking about this situation, but also it just pisses off all of your employee, you know what I mean? It pisses off the salary people because like he, they didn't they, accountant and the marketing people and legal, whatever, like HR, yeah. they didn't sign up for that shit. Like you're just pissing them off too. All you're doing yeah. is fucking everybody over and making everybody mad just because, you know, it, you, they, know, you can't sacrifice a single day's worth of profit. Hey, real quick, let's just go ahead. Cause Corey's here, everybody. Let's just get Corey out here to join this ongoing conversation. Okay. Hey. Corey Ryan Forrester. What's up dog? Hey, can you hear me? That's yeah, right. Buddy. I can hear you. Senior What's Georgia up? correspondent. We ain't talking about Georgia. It's just good to have you. How's it going, buddy? Man, it's going good. Uh, I'm actually, I'm uh, as you can see, I'm not at my house. I'm in uh, Washington, DC where all the real trouble is. Yeah, where we will be this weekend at the DC Improv. You got there early. That is correct. It's uh, yeah. it's been it's been a lot of fun, man. So I'm sure that George is up to no good while I'm gone, but I don't know of anything. Have we done anything stupid that I need to know about? I also don't know, but I'm also sure I'm sorry, probably. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there Herschel Walker's running for Senate. So I'm sure something happened. Man, uh, God damn, dude. Like, it just had to be that. Like, it couldn't put me in just a worse situation. Like, no, I, if I'd have known as a kid that one day I would have to vote against Herschel Walker in something, I would have <laughs> just really not known how to deal with myself. Well, what, do you think, what do you think about John Deere? You a fan? You like, you like their green? I love, I mean, yeah, dude. Look, when I was a kid, uh, I remember it was a big deal when dad got, dad got a John Deere uh, lawnmower, man. And that was like the coolest thing, like that color rules, like great brand recognition. I like the way it sounds. I, let me guess, am I not supposed to like John Deere? No, well, uh, you could, here's the, when they, when they buy more John Deere products, when they pay their workers fairly is what we're getting to. Remember okay, it? good. Uh, Fuck John Deere. I don't know if you remember that uh, we talked, uh, sent to the thread the other day about that, that all those, uh, you, those tractor accidents inside the John Deere plant where they're trying to use salaried employees in the HR and shit to, to, to yeah. fucking run the plant. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, kind of, that's what we're talking about right now. So, but the thing is, the office workers, one of them leaked to this labor reporter who's covering this and was, tell, was telling us what it's like inside the warehouse. They're kind of accidentally doing so solidarity because they're so bad. They might as well call it a slowdown because right. he was telling them, like, their productivity is about a third what it would take from a union day, if that, maybe like a quarter. So they're absolutely this absolutely is not gonna work and everyone knows it. And there's they're also saying that they support the workers and stuff, even though they have to they're basically operating as half a scab. But to, to show you how much they don't want to be there, um, John Deere is smuggling these office workers in the plant. Uh, show this picture up, Matt, if you got it. Uh, yeah, oh they're wearing God. hockey masks <laughs> like Michael Myers. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Just driving van loads of Michael Myers to work. Love it. What a fucking timeline we all live in. You know what I mean? Just the constant. Yeah. I mean, it is October. Hell, maybe those guys are just getting in the spirit of the season. <laughs> it is, it, it's all it is. is it strictly like it's it's just their wa their wages are too low, right? So we got to bump them wages up, or is there anything deeper to it? Uh, they're doing a they're trying to offer them a two tier contract where old employees will get their pension and benefits, but new employees won't get pension and benefits. So they're Dude, basically going to fuck off. That shit, like. That shit blows my mind, and maybe y'all can smarten me up on this, but, like, so pension is, like, I'm going to be real dumb here, but I'm trying to figure it out. Pension is kind of like the Social Security for where you work, right? Like, yeah. you pay into it the whole time, 
And then at the end of all that, some old white guy can just be like, yep, you don't get your pension. Like, like yep. I know that they just stay breaking the law, but like, how the fuck does that? Because I see that in movies. It's always a cop right after he just like, he hadn't had whiskey in so long. And then there's a montage and you see the empty bottle. And then he wakes up and he looks at his gun. He's like, oh God, what did I do? And then he went rogue. And they're like, give me your badge and your gun and you don't get your pension. And I'm like, I understand taking the badge and the gun, but that's fucking his money. Like he should get his money, right? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, if you kill somebody, I'll go. I'll go back on it. But yeah, there's, okay, there's, right, there's, right, there's, sure. Back there's, there's, there's a, there's, there's, there's Corey Forrester backs the blue. Everybody, you heard it here first. <laughs> Don't you go taking their Dude. badges and guns, guys. Dude, holy it. shit! Holy shit! I know this is a complete uh, jump off from what we were talking about, but since you said back the blue, can I tell you this little thing that I just that just popped in my head the other day? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Okay, so you know how the 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 uh, police, uh, if you like them, it's the flag with the blue line in it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I just had a flashback the other day. I was driving down and I seen somebody with that on the back of their car, and I remembered in high school my buddy Josh had that on the back of his car, and I was like, oh man, because it just kind of looked rad to me at the time, and uh, I was like, what is that? He goes, oh, my mom's dating a cop, and he told me. If you put this sticker on the back of your car, you probably won't get pulled over. And like that just like, clicked <laughs> with me, and that was twenty fucking years ago. Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even, I did not realize they had been, you know, back in the blue for that. Yeah. Like, like in that specific way, but, I didn't know that the flag and all that existed. It definitely checks out that that's like a free pass. Although, like, yeah, you feel like as soon as the word gets out amongst you know black people and other ne'er do wells, uh, right? That, <laughs> Cops love to pull over. I guess yeah. they could if they see you black, that, that cancels out the, the I was flag on the say, back of the car. I would rather get pulled over by the cops than have anybody think I was a fucking dipshit like that. So like I'll just change it. <laughs> yeah. The uh so uh here's a fun little bit of solidarity. So the the John Deere plant workers, they're unionized under the United Auto Workers because they have tractors or cars in Iowa. Uh so they uh they <laughs> UAW, they had to move their picket line because they were standing, I guess they were picketing close to a gas station, and Teamsters stopped delivering to the gas station because they assumed they were picketing the gas station. Right. So uh, solidarity forever, baby. Uh, <laughs> so something that the guy, the John Deere worker who was talking about the hamburgers and the hot dogs, and you missed that, sorry, Corey, a little bit ago, but he said it's just a business negotiation. That sounds like pretty I, important shit to me. Yeah, yeah. Hamburger, he was basically saying that like they're trying to give some workers steak and some workers hot dogs, but they're all going right. to eat hamburger for their family. Um, but when he, when he said it's just a business negotiation, I was thinking about how moralistic and principled everyone gets about labor negotiations. But think about if you're selling, if you're selling anything else besides your labor, how straightforward it is. Like right now, my wife and I were going to buy a new, buy a car, but price, car prices are through the roof, right? Because there's a shortage of cars in the market. So car dealers and car manufacturers have jacked up the prices to make the, um, the supply and demand curve kind of meet, right? So right now there's a huge labor boom. Uh, a huge in a huge thirst for labor. So people, labor, like, oh, it's a shortage of labor. We can charge, we can charge, uh, jack up the amount we charge for it. So that's what they're doing. But like, when the car dealer jacks up car prices, no one goes, oh, well, nobody wants to sell cars anymore. I mm -hmm. guess. Do you right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just a fucking business negotiation. Yeah. Well, like we've talked yeah. about it before when it all if they started talking about there being a labor shortage when it was being framed that way, like a few months ago, and like. In terms of economics, like the actual study and theory of economics and whatnot, the first thing that happens in a legitimate labor shortage is that wages go up because yes. 
that's how that works. Right. But that, so yeah. there, it's not a short, a genuine shortage of workers. That's just people saying, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> it ain't <laughs> worth it. You know, like just and, pay and, them more and they will work for you. It's pretty simple. There was a, a, a tweet of a thing about viral the day. A guy said he tried to offer people $14 an hour to unload a truck and nobody would pay it. So he's doing it himself. Yeah. And he was whining about that. It's like, but in capitalism, if no one wants to uh, uh, sell what you're buying at a price, you have to raise the fucking price. Right. right. And I, <laughs> I saw that thing you said. And like the first reply on it was like, you're literally complaining about having to take your own offer. Yes. Right? Like that's essentially <laughs> what happens. Like you that's made an hilarious. offer. Nobody took it. You took it. And now you're like, look at this yeah. bullshit I'm having Dude. to do. <laughs> To say Somebody else should hour. be having to do this. This ain't <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. And like at this point, I genuinely don't know if 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 we will anybody will ever be able to get over to those people who say things like nobody wants to work anymore because that's such a ridiculous thing to say. Like there are so many people out of work that would would have loved to work. So many people lost their jobs in the pandemic. Did not want that to happen. But like I'm so I'm in D.C. and at the end of the block where I've been walking every morning to get my coffee, there's like a little like homeless little area like with tents, like Hooverville mm -hmm. situation. Like I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm You know what I'm saying? Like it's their own little area. There's a bunch of tents. Walk by. And I mean, it looks rough, man. It look and me and Amber were walking by there the other day and I just looked there and I go. Yeah, man, isn't it so funny that people back home have literally said things like, I'll tell you what, they got it better than me. I wish that I could just be homeless and just live off of people's change and stuff, but I got to work. And I'm looking at this like nobody wants to do that. And, and, and not even on that tier, but like dudes who are out of work sitting on their couch at home right now. And there's some of them that are sacks of shit, but most of them like it's a pride thing. People want to work. But people want to be valued. And if you go into a job and you're being completely underpaid, like, yeah, I'm going to leave. Because, dude, when you think about it, like with what the minimum wage is, everybody's like, oh, it's like, what, it's seven bucks or whatever. An hour of your life for the cost of a Big Mac, dude. Yep. An mm -hmm. hour of your life and all that hour gets you is a Big Mac. Like when you really put it in terms like that, that's the value you put on a human life. People want to work. It's just that they also have to feed their goddamn family and have a roof over their head. It's insane. Right. That's, that's the whole thing. If it was if people who worked if the minimum wage in this country was such that people who worked a full time job could afford to live where they yeah. live, pay the rent and buy the food and all that shit then none of this would be happening. You know what right. I mean? Like that's, that's really all that. And that's like in a country that purports to be the very best in the entire world, that should be a bare minimum requirement. In my opinion, is that people Agreed. that work full time can't afford to live in this fucking country. And they can't almost anywhere. There's almost nowhere where that is true uh, by the math. And so, you know, yeah, shit's out of whack. And again, it's a time of record profits, too, for the employers right. and shit. They're all raking it in. The richer, richer yeah. than they've ever been. They have the money to do this. They just won't do it. And so people Bezos are making made enough money them. during the pandemic to send William Shatner to fucking space. Yeah. Like he, and then imagine, was a dick about it, by the way. William Shatner to space and you're still the richest man after you did that. Did you see where Shatner came off and was try starting to get like emotional talking about finally going to space? And Bezos literally walked up and was just like, I'm going to stop you right there, William. Listen, this was a great, but yeah, he just like cut him off and like, I think popped a bottle of champagne. Shatner's a recovering alcoholic, by the way. So he interrupts him, cuts him <laughs> off. And he's just like, listen, everybody's a great day. And he pops champagne, starts spraying it all over the place and shit. He is such a, a dick bag, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he uh, sucks. Looks like my 
I'm at the one reason you brought Corey on's got to hop off in a minute for work. Yeah. But I want to say this before I go. Like, it's just like I was at my local at my local bar a couple uh, a couple weeks ago, right before the IATSE strike, and a couple of crew guys were in there. And the owner's a bit of a crank, and he said something about he, he pulled the nobody wants to work anymore shit. And I thought these guys were going to beat the shit out of him. And what they said was like, this profession is a divorce factory. I work 90 hours a week. I don't see my wife and kids. And I was like, that's the reason you work is to spend time with people you love. You don't work just to go to work. It's fucking, you're still at least selling chunks of your life. The most valuable, precious, limited resource you have. These motherfuckers, you need to get it exchanged for stuff so you can buy time with your wife and kids and family and people you love and doing shit you like. So, yeah. Amen. All right. Yeah. With so you that, guys, uh, thank you, smart Mark. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Bye, Mark. Yeah. Now Man, the show's going to drop a couple IQ points. Now, oh, baby. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. So the deal is Mark thought that he might have a work situation where he might have to leave. So we uh, put old Kofo here. That's a throwback. I haven't called you Kofo it in a is, while. It is, isn't it? On call, and he graciously agreed, so we appreciate it. Yeah, this whole working thing is a uh, a whole deal right now. I made a I made a video about this whole kind of dynamic today because another thing that I've noticed it's funny because you have people on both sides right now walking away from their jobs, but right. for such different reasons because the hardcore conservatives are always talking about how nobody wants to work in this country. God damn it, are also quitting their jobs because they refuse to wear a mask or get vaccinated or whatever. And they're like, no, that makes me a freedom fighting patriot. Exactly. These other people who just want to be paid, you know, a living wage and whatnot are lazy bags of shit. I'm a freedom fighting patriot, but everybody's just, you know, leaving work on both sides. And it's just a wild fucking time. And it all boils down to the same thing that so many, I mean, dude, almost every time I've been on SKUs, some type of this has been brought up. It boils down to it's the dudes like Bezos who convince their millionaire underlings to convince Sean Hannity to make dudes who make $70,000 a year feel like they all have something in common. So that dude will shit on the guy making $25,000 a year saying, you just don't want to work anymore. And how could you screw over these, these sweet CEOs who just want to provide you with a job at 38 hours a week so that they technically don't have to give you any health care at $7 an hour in a city like Seattle when there's no way that you're possibly going to be able to pay your rent, even if you are working, by the way. You're working a full-time job, still can't pay your rent, which, by the way, means that it is very possible and, of course, happens that when you see a homeless person, they could absolutely still be someone in the workforce. Just because they're homeless doesn't mean they're someone not in the workforce. And you look at that and you just be like, yep, that's why this country is going to shit. Not because see, two dudes have all the money. They also, they convince themselves of all these different narratives around it too. Where it's like, I've talked to plenty of conservatives before about this whole thing. And the idea of like what I was talking about earlier with, you know, you most of them that I've met, if you ask them, do you think that in this country, if a person works full time, they should be able to pay their bills, right? Yeah. They'll say yes. And then you, if you say, okay, well, they can't, right. so clearly something's fucked up, then they start going into this whole well, thing of well, like, well, what are they phone? spending their money on? Yeah. Like, 
you know, what what are they spending their money on? That's what I want to know. Like they like they just automatically assume that everybody they're all just blowing it on fucking booze and drugs or whatever because they're just inherently lazy or you know irresponsible or whatever it is. But they convince themselves of that shit just like with you were saying about the homeless people. They're like hell, they got it made. You know what I mean? Like imagine looking at a fucking person sleeping in a cardboard box with like newspaper shoes or whatever. They say it about being, prisoners being like, too. They got Same it made. Thing. Man, they got yeah. it made. It's so insane. Well, then, on top of that, not only that, they go, they go. Yes, I believe if someone works forty hours a week, that they should be able to live. You know, pay their rent and live. And you go, okay. Well, they can't. They go. Well, what are they spending their money on? Break it down just a little bit, and it's like, so you think that if someone works forty hours a week, they should only right. be able to live? Yeah, like, right. They don't like. Because that's not a life, by the way. That is no. how fucking, that's how like a son of Sam motherfucker gets more like, oh, so all I can do, the only thing I do is work for 40 hours a, a week. I come home, I eat a meal and I lay down in, I don't know, on the ground because beds are kind of expensive. And no, I watch I, the wall because I can't have a fucking TV. Exactly. And then I get up the next day just so I can make this motherfucker money. That's that is my that dick. Is, I would that strike. Is, 100% the other part of it because one of the people I'm thinking of specifically and I had this conversation I it went almost exactly like that I started saying I was like listen dude just use myself as an example I've been financially on my own since I was 18 all right I put myself through college when I was in college I was taking a full course schedule making uh making A's and I was working 30 hours a week at um at a restaurant there waiting tables and I had all this extra curric curricular shit I was doing for my resume and whatnot. So I woke up in the morning and was going all day either at school or work or whatever, keeping my grades up, doing all that shit. And I was like, and I was broke all the goddamn time. Yeah. And when I graduated college, I had a mountain of fucking debt. And I was like, what was I supposed to be doing any right. differently than what I, is that not the American so, way? Was I right. not bootstrapping it? What else was I supposed because to be of, doing? And he was like, and he was just like, all that, on Friday, you got a little drunk. If you just exactly, that. and that's where he went to. He was like, he was like, okay, you gonna sit here and tell me that during that time you weren't spending any of your money on anything that you didn't really need. You weren't going out and buying beer and whatnot. And it's like, dude, like you just said, like so I don't deserve to fucking try to enjoy myself at any point in this life. Like if you, you know, like you said, you're only sure you should be able to live if you work a full time job, but that's it. Literally only yeah. live. You shouldn't be able to do, to enjoy life in any capacity at all. You don't deserve that. And there are, of course, people. Of course, there are people who just spend extravagantly money that they don't have. Of course. But it's like, it's the same as the, well, the, the myth of the welfare queen. They don't make up enough of a percent to be the rule. You know what right. I mean? Yes, of course they exist. But yes, exactly. It's not this plague I that, that they use to like nullify the system as a whole. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. And also, um, I mean, not to not to be completely pandering and just like super cliche and just take an easy one off the tee right down the middle. But like these are also Christians. <laughs> like, yep. This is the party of Christians who, I mean, let's face it. Jesus said more than one thing about the homeless and the poor, and it wasn't none of this. Yeah, no, I know. Sorry, I'm looking through the comments over here. I've seen some other people pointing out um, that I'm what ugly you were just saying. Thanks. No, no, talk bringing up Christianity and basically what uh, what you just said. Uh, Rebecca Pruitt says uh, it's called indentured servitude. Yeah, and pretty much that is accurate. I mean, that's so, what they want, though. They literally want you to only exist to be on the 
what's the what's the what's the thing when you're at the conveyor belt? It's got a conveyor belt. The fucking I can't think of stuff when you work at a factory and it's the uh, you know what the fuck I mean. That's all they want. They want goddamn. They they just want robots to just take their Adderall, focus on their job, and then go to bed and then do it over and over again. And like at the end of the day, they sort of conflate being a hardworking man with patriotism. And that's what you do to be an American. You put you work for 65 years, and then you get 10 good ones, unless somebody takes your Social Security or fucking pension from you, and then you don't get shit. Yeah, and uh, uh, sorry, everybody. I'm trying to get these comments pulled up, but the, the system's going a little slow on me for some reason. But Janet Smith says, and this is a great point as well, there's also a cost to being poor. Yep. Put off a $100 dental cleaning Eventually, you pay for a thousand dollar root canal. Yep, and that's also one hundred percent true. Poor people have to buy shittier things that break yeah. more quickly, and then they have to buy them again. Where if you have the money up front to pay for something of quality, it actually saves you money in the long run. For if sure, overdraft fees at the bank versus <laughs> the interest you receive back. You know, assembly like, line. By the way, is how privileged I am that I couldn't think of the phrase assembly line. Yes. Is what I was trying, but dude, it's a hundred percent right. And like, it's not just like it's even tinier things than just healthcare. Like, you know, when you don't have a lot of money to spend on clothes, and you got to go to one of the one-ware stores, and then you get a, you know, you get a button-down shirt, you wash it, you dry, and it just, it just don't fit no more because it's right. cheap. That happens. Like in me, like in my life, I do well, so like I do buy more expensive clothes, and when I do it, I'm like. Well, that's smart, Corey, because this will last you longer. But it's like, yeah, there was a time when, like, I, I could, even if that logic was sound, I couldn't spend $100 on a pair of fucking jeans. Yeah. Um, Robin Floyd says, Corey is an American hero. That's awful sweet. Uh, Cho, are you seeing any of these comments pop up on uh, your screen? Oh, over Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Here. Not though. I just mean on the screen where me and yours had. Yes, at. there is also a cost to being poor. Put off. Yeah, the. Okay, I, I see, see they're not for some reason they're not showing up on mine. So okay, sorry you want me to read that. them. Then I'll read this one again. Uh, Corey is an American hero. Thank you, yeah, Robin. You it's go. not true. Okay, so they are popping up. Yeah, they right, are. I'm sorry. They oh, are. as I always remember at this point, as you guys always remind me to say to everybody, hit like and subscribe and all that shit. We appreciate yep. it. Still don't know exactly what all that does other than the subscribe thing, but I appreciate y'all doing it. So thank you for that. It helps. Um, Yeah, here we go. Let's see here. Sorry, there's some... Uh, While he's looking for those comments, also, please go to wellreadcomedy.com and get tickets to come see us on the road. Like you said, we're in D.C. this weekend, but we might be coming to a city near you. There you go, right there. That gum, producer Matt? Yeah, what producer Matt do? He put up the 2021 tour dates on the website. You just ain't I, got shit, I'm dude. not getting any of the graphics at all, so I'm going to stop worrying about it. Matt, if you want to uh, put comments up there, Corey, you can read I'll them read when they them. do. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm having technical difficulties. At least y'all can still hear and, I guess, see me and all that. So, yeah, my bad. But anyway, yeah, rich people don't hit, Joe. No, wait, y'all have, y'all have uh, SKUs shirts now? Y'all got merch? We do have shirts, yeah. Oh, Got that looks week. sweet. Go to weeklyskews.com to get you one if that's what you want to do. I think as Georgia correspondent, I should get one. So I'm going to wait till you send it to me, but well, I we should would buy that. it. Yeah. And you're talking about how they just want robots essentially yeah. to just do their work for them and shut the fuck up and never do anything else. When we get actual robots and more people are unable to work because of the robots, robots yeah. those people will be lazy, worthless sacks of shit as well who yeah. deserve nothing because they refuse to work, even though, you know, 
you got what you wanted in the form of a robot. Matt says that my microphone looks like a secondhand banana. That's true. And I also would like to point out another little fun fact about this microphone. These are wine stains from when I was a horrible alky and would drink wine while we were doing our podcast and apparently just spit it yeah, on Yeah, and you, you, your, uh, your facial hair, too. The wine would get in, like, your facial hair, and then you just get all up just on the microphone, rub it all over it. There's a lot of people from just a few disgusting. minutes ago. There's so many comments saying, Corey, assembly line. It's assembly yeah. line, Corey. Yeah. They're assembly line workers, Corey. You <laughs> idiot. Like I, a whole string of comments saying Look, that. man, I'm out of touch with reality. I will be the first one to tell you. Uh, Natalie Nichols. We know Natalie Nichols. Hey, Natalie. She said, it's Texas. godly to be the hardworking poor. Haven't you heard? That's, that's another thing, right? It's supposed to be like, you know, of the Lord. Dude, it just doesn't make... It, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And like, here's the deal. You're, you're two types of people who say things like people just don't want to work. You either are someone who is in the complete upper class and you know that's not true. It's just that you don't want to pay them more money. You're either that or you are a complete brain dead dipshit who just doesn't want to hear any of the things that we just said. And like, screw hearing it from me. Like, screw hearing it from some affluent white guy on the internet go ask one of these workers striking why they're striking and i promise you they will lay it out for you and another thing too i don't know if you've seen a strike or driven by a strike strikes look like harder work than my ass has done in five (laughs) years you know what i'm saying so like it ain't about that these are not lazy people no they're also they're very like blue collar people the other thing is it's like it shouldn't be it's wild that the official party of fuck the poor and fuck working people yeah. are conservatives when you think of right. the typical demographics of a lot of blue collar America. Do you know what I yeah, mean? For sure. Like and that's Merle why Hager I've said for years strike like, with them. Right. The Democrats should be so on top of shit like this. You know what I mean? Like part of the biggest yeah. branding for the Democratic Party should be like the official party of the working person you know what i mean like that should be they should be driving that shit home all the time and it's wild to me that they don't do more of that you know hey shayla shayla uh says by the way i agree with you trey shayla says that we should come to portland oregon pretty please with sugar on top how about we're gonna be there april 14th through the 16th it's at wellreadcomedy.com you can't get the tickets yet but at april 14th through 16th we'll be in portland where there's a good a lot of good hard-working people yeah, a lot of unicyclists, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is hard work, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's very hard work, dude. Dude, have you ever tried to juggle while on a unicycle? I have not, but I've... Well, in or in Portland, Oregon, so many people yeah. have mastered juggling on a unicycle. I think bears can do that. Isn't that true? Yeah, I've seen some bears. Mm-hmm. They teach them that in Russia. Anyway, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, That's first grade. Yeah. We have learned the bear juggling. Yes. Teach the bear to juggle. (laughs) The Larry. Every first grader has to go out and uh, steal a ball from a juggling bear and then come back and write a passage over there. (laughs) Hi, 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 hi. Yeah. Well, sorry. Like I said, y'all, I started having issues. What is it? With the comments, has Ted stuff. Cruz had a had a sound bite on this whole strike thing? 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of the last thing I saw Ted Cruz say. It was definitely some dumb shit, but I don't think it was about this. Um, Did you see him in that ast- – he, like, was wearing an Astros jersey, like, tucked in? No, but, dude, he just <laughs> – He's such a piece of shit, dude. Yeah, he's like he ain't he ain't a human person. No, he's, he's not. not a human man. He's he's like he's some sort of uh, blob, n- netherworld blob masquerading as a as a human man in in a skin suit, and you can he tell just, it by I the mean, way God, he wears human clothes and stuff. Just not right. I he just don't do don't, it right. I, <laughs> I know that like he believes all the things that those people believe, and thus they vote for him. But like. My God, I like, has there ever, I like, I, I get that part of it, but like, dude, there's like, if, if, if Ted Cruz was the way he was, but also a Democrat, I would hope that we would burn him. Primary. Yeah. I, we, yeah. I, I know. I always, I can't believe he hasn't been primary. It's wild to me too. Cause he like, it seems like no one likes. He Ted don't hit Cruz. for nobody. Right. Yeah. But apparently plenty of Texans do, I guess, or it's just, they hate the, the Democrat opponent so much uh we've got a comment here says please come to ottawa iowa i hope i said that right i'll even give you lodging matt points out that's home to the john Deere strike uh well i'll be damned well i know Corey goes to iowa all the time that's where Corey's I do go people in law is at yep i go to webster city iowa all the time we do des moines and iowa city once a year i don't know how close those are i know that i was like a whole state and everything it is uh, but it's a whole state. But, yeah, dude, I I love Iowa, man. Pork loin, you ain't going to get a better pork loin anywhere in this country. Corn, absolutely tremendous. People who are complete apolitical but also redneck Ultimate. lunatics, good stuff. Yeah, man, them frosty plains out there. Love it, mm-hmm. cornfields. Uh, the zombie, zombie burger, that's what's up. Zombie Burger and also one of the greatest gas stations in the entire world, Casey's, which has the absolute greatest breakfast pizza in the entire world that has saved me on so many frosty mornings. Is that the squirrel or woodchuck or whatever? Uh, no, that's... Uh, no, I, I know Casey's. It kind of looks sort of like barnish. Yes. Or like a red barn type like thing. A, yeah. They did just rebrand, but you're correct. Now it looks a lot like the... Uh, it just says Casey's, but it looks like the Wendy's font, and it's a red background in the white, and I keep thinking they're Wendy's, but I pull over anyways because I like them both. We're closing strong here, baby. That's right. Thank you yeah, for joining us. <laughs> sorry. Riveting stuff. That ain't your fault, Hell, I got into it. I got all flustered over the comments recently anyway. So anyway, thank you very much for filling in for Smart Mark. We appreciate it as always. That's Corey Ryan Forrester, and I'm Trey. Go to wellredcomedy.com to see us both and Drew Morgan. Out there on the road, we'll be at D.C., D.C. Improv this weekend. Uh, Thank you all very much. We'll be back a week from now here on The Skew. See you. Love you. Bye. I love you.